Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking... I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 151. This week, we learn all about one of the year's hottest trends, Filipino. Ellie chats to Lee and Sinead of street food store Barbecue Dreams, who you might have seen on BBC's Million Pound Menu, about Filipino family traditions and why Lee's mum's chicken adobo will always be his favourite dish. So hello, I am here with Leon Sinead, founders of Barbecue Dreams, a Filipino street food stall that you might have recently seen on BBC's Million Pound Menu. So, um, Lee, let's Hi. start off with you. Were you surrounded by Filipino food? Is that the food you grew up with? Um, in some sense, yeah. So obviously my mum's Filipino. Mm. When Where I grew up in Northampton, there wasn't a massive Filipino community, so... It was, the majority of it was, you know, my mum's cooking at home um, and my grandmother as well. And then sort of later on, as as my mum started to be introduced into more of, you know, the Filipinos around, we would yeah. spend a lot of our weekends at, you know, Filipino pl- people's houses um, where they would do banquets all the time and, you know, play mahjong all day long and, ha- and have food then, yeah. So that was kind of like the beginning, there wasn't that much, but then kind of in my sort of early teens definitely surrounded by a lot of Filipino food. And what were the kind of, um, you mentioned on a Sunday you'd have big like banquets. What kind of are traditions of Filipino? Are there big oh. feasts? Obviously, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's definitely like, they definitely prefer more like a buffet sort of service and stuff. Okay. You know, so like it <laughs> yeah. would be like massive plates of lumpia, so spring rolls and pancit noodles and 
big pots of adobo chicken and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So where just people just help themselves to it. So it's always like eating that style. Yeah. And you mentioned that, so obviously in the past year, I think definitely um, Filipino cuisine, people are starting to know a lot more about it. You're starting to see it popping up everywhere. Do you think it is just in the past year or like you say, there's, there's always going to have been communities yeah. where it's been popular yeah. and things? There's definitely, there's always been... Filipino communities around and definitely mm-hmm. pockets of them. You know, like Ells Court is a really famous one in London and, you know, the Filipinos have been there since the 70s, you know, a long time, especially since, you know, coming over to do a lot of nursing and things like this. So th- there's always been pockets of Filipino communities around, but the food has kind of always stayed within those communities, mm-hmm. you know, and they've been very traditional dishes and very traditional styles of cooking. Um so, and that's where I think that things have started to change where sort of our sort of generation who are second generation, you know, Filipinos, like mixed Filipinos, has started to really push the culture out of that and start to kind of, you know, bring it into the other side of our mm. lives, if that makes sense. So why why do you think it was that they kind of kept to themselves? Was it just that there wasn't a demand for it maybe? Or? Um, I think that... I think that if the push had happened earlier, mm. it would, it, you know, London's always been ready for new food. Yeah. I think that, um, so I read a really interesting article recently, which was talking about how good Filipinos are at assimilating into other cultures. Okay. And so, and which I kind of, I really agree with because, you know, being brought up around, you know, a mixed, mixed couple parents, mm. I, you really see it. And, and, and it was saying that Filipinos are just good at, if they go to America or London or wherever it is, they're, they're good at kind of blending into the culture around them. And um, and I think that, that has kind of meant that they haven't really pushed their own culture, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Know, yeah. Um, so what are the big influences of Filipino food? Um, so Filipino food, again, I, <laughs> I read this recently where... It, it, they, people keep on describing it as like the original fusion, Asian fusion, right. and I really agree with it. You know, it's 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 got influences from Malay, from Malaysia, from China, from Japan. Then obviously it was a, a Spanish colony for a long time, so it's got a lot of Spanish influence in it. Um, they're very closely linked with America, so there's a lot of American food. So it's it's a it's a real mishmash mm. of flavors, um, but it's kind of helped it create its own unique approach on everything yeah yeah yeah. and what are some of the key flavors that you'll find in it um you'll you'll find a lot of things like a lot of vinegar a Mm. lot of soy a lot of a lot of garlic a lot of bay (laughs) um coconut mango chicken pork they're the big big main meats um you know everything that is really based on its own agriculture as well so everything that they grow in the philippines is you know they use in all of their they make yeah they make the most of that yeah okay and so um you you and Sinead you both met at uni is that right yeah we met um i moved over here to do my master's and um we had a mutual friend um that lee was in college with and uh yeah we kind of met met through that, that person yeah <laughs> and so what um 
were you, you you weren't studying anything to do with food i guess no i was i was studying photography i did commercial okay. photography yeah 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 but um, i've been like, involved in food since i was a kid my first job was in mcdonald's so i guess amazing. You, i guess you could count that <laughs> yeah, so a good start <laughs> yeah it's a great start <laughs> and so what kind of spiked you to start this street food store was it that you saw a gap in the market or yeah i think like for the both of us we've both been kind of we we've always wanted to start our own thing um we've always wanted to be self-employed and have our own business and we've always loved cooking for people mm-hmm. like that was one of the things that you know Sinead and I did a lot of the time which was you know a- a- every occasion we would always do a bit of a banquet thing so we've kind of it was just kind of mixing those two things of like you know just really wanting to do our own thing and really loving food so it kind of made sense to us um and there was no one doing Filipino food, so we just thought, let's give it a go. Let's see how, see yeah, how it goes. Yeah. And so, like you said, you were both cooking like big banquet style f- feasts when you were at uni. Um, was it Filipino food you were cooking for yourself? Was that kind of was what you were doing? Well, for me, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> or you, Sinead, if that was your, I <laughs> was your style yeah, um, yeah. early <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> um, for myself. At uni, no. Mm. I mean, every time, you know, if I was to cook for, for all of my friends mm. in uni, then every now and then we would do something Filipino so everyone could try it. But generally, you know, it's, just, it's still just student life, it's isn't so, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, <laughs> noodles and eggs, yeah. so that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Noodle, instant pot. I think it was when you kind of, when we first started going out, that you cooked a lot more Filipino mm. food. And I that was really? mainly because I wanted it. Yeah. And I wanted to try it. So before I, you met Lee, had you ever... No, try, no, no, no! I'd never had Filipino food. No. It was Lee that introduced Jesus. me to it. What yeah. was what was the first dish you had? I think you made chicken adobo. Mm. Yeah, nice. and it was really really good. <laughs> That's why you stuck with it. Yeah. Of course it was. I made it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I just kept annoying you to do more yeah. and more. <laughs> keep, keep making that yeah. stew. Yeah. Yeah. We, get to a point yeah. where we had so much we couldn't eat it for a while. Yeah, we had to have a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Break need it, need yeah. to take yeah. some time off. <laughs> yeah. Um. So from like your first wanting to set up this street food stall to then actually it happening what did what did you do to get there kind of thing um it happened really really quickly mm, we did it quick, yeah. yeah but basically yeah we kind of spoke about it had an idea and then the next minute Lee quit his job <laughs> and I was freaking wow. out about the rent <laughs> so would so you had you both got full-time jobs after uni, yeah. you were yeah. doing okay, and then you just decided. Just decided that yeah. was it. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. we've been talking about it for a, for a few months. Yeah, it wasn't actually very long. Yeah, we hadn't actually really formulated a proper idea, mm-hmm. but we just knew that we wanted to do it. And then I, I think, like, personally, I was at a point with my job at the time where it was a great job and I really enjoyed it, but it just wasn't doing what I yeah. wanted it to do. So. I remember, like, I'd, I'd kind of, you know, I'd spoken to friends about maybe leaving, and they were like, everyone was like, you have to wait at least a year for any job. Mm. So on the day of the year... <laughs> yeah. like, 365 like, days, yeah. you're out there. Was like, yeah. On the day of the year, I just handed in my notice. And and, and then I, get, I remember coming home to Sinead and be like, I've handed in my notice, we need to do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, need to start making but, this food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think then that just spurred us on even more because yeah. you have yeah. no choice. It's kind of yeah. sink or swim. It's, yeah. Um, and we did kind of... Once we'd started, we did both um, still work part time, you know, to keep to it keep, going, to keep a bit of security. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, and then, how long was it 
That was exactly a year. And then that was a year, and then we both Mm. quit our jobs. Mm. And then that just went from there. Went from there, yeah. 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 So what markets did you start at? We started at Hoxton Street Market. Okay. Yeah. 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 We bought an old Talbot Express, which was Amazing. Because the whole plan was to turn that into a street food van. But yeah. then it turned out that that actually was a... It was actually a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not a good starting point. I'm surprised point. we even managed to sell that, actually. Yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm surprised we managed to get it back from where we bought it. Yeah, like, and there were, like, really weird fumes. And I remember, like, <laughs> feeling very like, lightheaded. Yeah. And just going, something's <laughs> not right. Yeah. There was a problem with the exhaust. Yeah. The yeah. But then, and the, we also had like a, a gazebo we just bought from Argos, and yeah. you know, I think that our, our barbecue we actually bought from like B and Q in the sale, and you know, yeah, yeah, just like really budget, basic. budgets, <laughs> yeah. just starting off where you can. Yeah. Yeah. But for us, like as long as we were able to start cooking mm. food and mm. doing something, and, and our that feedback was... instantly was great. You know, yeah, we, were, we had really nice customers already, yeah. and really good chats, and you know, so it started really well. Stay tuned to find out more about Filipino cooking and all about that adobo, the national dish of the Philippines. So when you first started off, was barbecue like a focus of the food? What dishes were you kind of cooking then? Well, so the whole idea originally was to do everything on the barbecues. Yeah. Barbecue skewers. So Mm. we actually were kind of doing quite a bit of offal. Yeah. Things like ox heart and all this. So we were, I, and we were roasting whole bellies on the barbecue yeah. as well, which wow. was really nice. That was that yeah. was actually our thing, wasn't it? We yeah. were like, so there's a there's a dish called um, lechon lechon guali, and we were kind of doing our take on that. So you boil the pork, and then after we were roasting it in in the um, in the barbecue. So that was a big yeah. thing, wasn't it? And then we'd chop it up and really good. And do it mm. great, <laughs> it yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, but then we soon realised that we just couldn't p- p- pump out the numbers. Yeah, you know, and to make. On a small barbecue, yeah, yeah, yeah you got to, yeah, yeah, you have to be able to have quick turnaround and pump out numbers. Yeah. And fortunately, it just didn't work on the barbecue. So, yeah. and then is that when you changed, kind of doing more of the stews and stuff like that? Or um, well, we were doing stews at the beginning as well. Yeah, right? so we would be roasting the pork and then doing our chicken adobo and stuff. Like that. I think that then we kind of more moved on to doing other dishes like liempo, which is a grilled pork. So okay, that way we started using a, a flat top grill rather than a barbecue itself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and just started to adapt bits and pieces. Yeah. To kind of be a bit more accessible as well. I was going to say, what was the reaction when you first, because I'm guessing for a lot of people it might have been the first time they'd tried Filipino yeah. food. What were people's reactions to it when you first started? It was, I mean, once people tried it, we didn't, they, that wasn't the problem. You know? Yeah. Like, it was, was it getting know, people it to, was try yeah. it? to try it? Yeah. And, you know, really? when you're trying to sell something that nobody really understands mm. and has any idea of what it's going to entail and then you're stood next to you know a falafel tra- trader and a burger trader mm. and a chicken trader yeah. you're always going to be the bottom of that pile yeah but i think that what we've and we've always said it is that everywhere we've ever been if we once we're there at the at the beginning we're always the quietest mm. yeah um, and then for us, it's always a bit about building return trade. Yeah. You know, and even when we started with Curb, we were doing all the markets and we were the bottom trader every time for yeah. like a year. And then you just start, then people just start, you start seeing the same faces day in, day in, day in. Yeah. And that's where you start to grow and be able to like reinvest. And, yeah. You know, and then they'll stuff. recommend you and yeah. it'll go like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the recipes that you, um, that you started with or you do now, are they... 
like family recipes? Where did you get Some those of them from? Are. So the adobo is our most traditional one, isn't it? That yeah. was that's based on my grandmother's recipe. Yeah. Can you talk us through that? Or is that yeah. no, secret? No, 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 no. <laughs> so the thing is with adobo is that every it's known as unofficially known as the national dish of the Philippines. Okay. But every family has their own recipe. Yeah. So it's one of those ones where it's really kind of yeah, very ambiguous. Yeah, no yeah. one really knows what it is. No one really knows. Um, but so we, we've taken my grandmother's recipe and just we've kind of, you know, adapted that slightly. But it's basically, it's, you know, it's fried garlic, bay, onion, chicken, soy. So normally you would, you, you know, you would use light and dark soy and really cook it down um, and vinegar. But we use only light soy. Okay. We just prefer it to be a bit fresher. Um, and then we also, it's about the stuff that we add to it as well, which isn't really very traditional. So, we, you know, we do things like nigella seeds and peas and spring onion, coriander. Whereas traditionally in the Philippines, you kind of just leave it like that. And that yeah. Would, you know, with rice. Yeah. So like you um, you both mentioned, um, Barbecue Dreams had a pop-up at Meat Liqueur. Mm. And you said you had a lot of customers coming that were Filipino. Mm. So how did they react to obviously you kind of putting a twist almost on some classic yeah. recipes how did that go down it's been funny hasn't it like the whole journey has been funny with yeah. filipinos like yeah. like obviously uh, we love them yeah. just get that in now um, they are great but they've also been our harshest critics yeah. And, really yeah and yeah. i think that this is because mm. it's kind of this is the be- the beginning of a sort of filipino food revolution in mm. that you know it's not traditional the people everything that's kind of coming out isn't traditional and um so we would have filipinos try our, our dishes and just go this isn't filipino it's like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's filipino inspired you know you, <laughs> yeah. you kind of have to explain it a, a lot of the time and and they would always like you know the amount of times that they would see Sinead working on the store <laughs> a white like, blonde is- irish girl <laughs> yeah. and they'll be like uh what is, what it? is yeah. this yeah, yeah um <laughs> but also it's because they're so proud of their heritage mm. that it's quite hard for them to kind of look outside of it a little bit but after the show we had mm. so yeah. much support didn't we? yeah like, i mean the, and, and the, a lot of filipino people that um ate with us at meat liquor but the feedback from them was really really mm. great and i think yeah. well they were already thinking outside the box weren't they? yeah to Which come along to come yeah and, yeah and to find us yeah. so yeah yeah and i, I also think that like we did have some negative stuff from from Filipinos. Mm. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. I was going to say something. It's <laughs> fine. Um, so I think the thing that surprised me when I tried it is how light and fresh a lot of the things. Like some of my favorite dishes were the green beans mm. and the cauliflower in mm. particular. And that yeah. that cauliflower is yeah amazing. Mm, um, is that something that surprises a lot of people? The freshness. Do you think? I think that actually it's more our take. Yeah. You know, yeah. we kind of, we really want to freshen stuff up a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's not that Filipino food is heavy in any way. No. But um, just the dishes that we've kind of taken inspiration from can be very, like, you know, yeah. quite rich and quite punchy. Yeah. So we've kind of made that a bit fresher. Mellowed. You know, mellowed it out. Just to, it, it just makes it more accessible. Yeah. It's yeah. Bored, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's the main thing for us is about, you know, it's about just introducing as many people as we can into it rather than 
really dissecting. Yeah, rather than saying, this is it, if you like it. Exactly. You like it, otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Um, So what are some of the other recipes that you do? Obviously, we've got the chicken adobo. We've got loads of stuff, don't we? We've got like a list of about 28 dishes that we do. Wow, what are some some of your favourites? So, like, my favourite is our lechon koalum. Yeah. Okay. So... Mine too. Is that the pork? That's the deep fried pork. Yes, yes. What's not to love about deep fried pork? So what is that then? Is it just deep fried pork? <laughs> yeah. Well, so traditionally, like Lee was saying earlier, you would boil it. Yeah. And then uh, deep fry. It. But with us, we would we sous vide it for twenty four hours. Yes. In a water bath, and then and then we press it and air it, and then fry it. So it's mm. yeah, it's it's yeah. You just have to try. <laughs> you just have to go and try yeah. it. Really. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. And then we do like a beef tapa, so which is a, mm. a garlic cured beef. Traditionally in the Philippines, you would just, it's thin slices, and you would cook it all the way through. Mm. Whereas we, we use cuts like bavettes. Right. Or actually, we really like bacania as well to yeah. do it with. And, and we do the marinade, do a light cure, mm. but then we just, we cook it quite rare. Okay. Yeah, and then we, you know, serve that with a fried egg, um, which is kind of a take on a, a Filipino breakfast. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like yeah, I remember that one. Salsa. Yeah. 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 So it's those little twists that we do that just... That just, know. yeah make yeah. it a bit different yeah. yeah and like you were saying in um the philippines if you were going to go they all the idea is that you really make the most of the produce that you have mm. there to mm. hand how's that kind of hindered you or helped you being like doing it in london instead i think that actually it's, it hasn't been it, it's actually hasn't been hard to find filipino products here. yeah there are certain things which you know like calamansi which is a it's a Asian lime and it's used a lot in the Philippines. It's almost impossible to get fresh calamansi here because okay. it doesn't last long, and you know the shipping, all of these things. So that's actually that, and that is a big flavor in Filipino mm. cooking. We haven't really been able to get hold of a decent yeah. product for that because yeah. a lot of them are you know from concentrate and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but generally, I think you know it's it's London, isn't it? You can get yeah. anything everywhere. Yeah, absolutely everywhere. Yeah. So do you do you think if you were to do this elsewhere in the country, it mm. would be more challenging? Uh, I do, yeah. yeah. But I think I that just so. doing street food in general outside yeah. of London is harder. I was going to ask, so obviously when you um, were on the programme, it was in Manchester, mm. wasn't it, that you did the initial kind of pop-up. Mm. What were people's reactions to it then? Because that really was the first time, wasn't it, that yeah. outside of London probably that people were trying it and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Well, that was it. I think that like almost everybody when they were asked said that they had never tried Filipino. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um you know, everyone was really open-minded. Yeah. Like, it was really, it was actually really nice, wasn't it? It was kind of, yeah. but it was a very different demographic as well. Mm. You know, it's, it, it's people who are following the BBC too. And, yeah. you know, so it was a different demographic for us to feed. And But everyone was really open-minded and really interested and, you know, had, like, great things to say. So it was, it was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. It was an interesting thing to kind of look see. Yeah. Yeah. And so, finally, what... I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. What is your favourite Filipino dish? If you were to just have one, like, what would it be? Mine's my mother's chicken adobo. Okay. Like, not your grandmother's, your mother's. Not, yeah, my okay. mum's like, my mum's is like... Do you know like what? I think it's, I'm the same. Yeah. Could, and it's, you know, you get sick of your own food yeah. after yeah. making it for so long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. constantly, you know, eating it. Yeah. yeah. It's the one thing I would constantly eat and never get really? sick of. Really? Yeah. 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 Do you know what her secret is? No, no, that's why it's a secret. <laughs> that's why it's so good. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, amazing. That's the one, yeah. yeah, 
We'll, we'll go with that one. Well, mm. uh, yeah. So if you want to try uh, Lee and Sinead's food, it's um, you're starting a pop up on John Lewis, yeah. the Oxford Street rooftop, isn't yes, it? Yeah. Starting in mm, the tenth. Yeah. The tenth um, for about six open. months. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So go and check it out and have some of that pork yeah. belly. Come and say hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You so much. Thank Thanks. You. So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can still pick up a copy of our April issue on the newsstand now, or go and download the app version. Bye for now, and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat. Thank you.